You are listening to Pili Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, The Art of Respect series with co-host Dennis Michael Broussard. This series is brought to you by NextGen Incorporated. Quality custom products for safety and the future. The Art of Respect series is a journey diving into the unique practice of respect, how it relates to the environment, culture, and society. When we practice the art of respect together, we will thrive sustainably. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of Building Sustainability Art of Respect series. This is Pili Aloha Estal, and with me is co-host Dennis Michael Broussard. Hello, Dennis Michael. Hey, Pili Aloha. Good to be back on another episode on this Art of Respect series. A big friendly hello to you, of course, and to all of our listeners, uh, all, all our hopeful new ones, and of course, all of our returning ones. Yes, it was such an honor to have Bernard on with Oak uh, Oncology and Kids, and we pushed that out yesterday in honor of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. I think it was a wonderful month in San Diego. I know a lot of people went gold, and I think Bernard's work is beyond just Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. It's go gold and beyond, and the work he does with youth and the youth councils are, are amazing, so I'm looking forward to you and I working on that and maybe doing some to tiktok uh episodes maybe at the next camp i'm not sure i will leave that up to you <laughs> i've got my dance moves ready uh but i learned a lot from him and about what oak does all the work they do in the programs and even their national and in, and in some cases international reach the programs are are admirable uh, and what a solid way to close out childhood cancer awareness month with talking with bernard about oak yeah and i i just think when you work with a program like that that takes respect at a level and looks through the lens of a youth of a child, it, it changes their perspective. I was reading a uh, post this morning uh, from a mental health um, expert in UK, and he was saying the youth are just asking you to listen. And it was so true. And I was like, I know that's kind of the common thread. And obviously, with this series, The Art of Respect, we kicked it off with Mark Lovett and storytelling. So I feel like this next guest um, really exemplifies respect in all of his artistic work, but also in the work he does in the community. So I'm going to just kind of touch base a little bit on his bio. It's it's very robust, but I think it's worth us kind of hearing a little bit about it, and then we'll we'll introduce him shortly. So today we're really excited to welcome Gil Sotu. He is a Navy veteran, a multifaceted poet, playwright, musician, DJ, and performing artist. He is a two-time Grand Slam poetry champion, two-time Raw Performing Artist of the Year, and three-time TEDx San Diego presenter. The Beauty of Gil is a, and I will quote, a forceful undercurrent of soulful, comedic, thought-provoking passion that engages and inspires his audiences. Currently, Gil is teaching artistic and commissioned playwright with the Old Globe Theater, a program director and teaching artist at Intrepid Theater, as well as an artist and resident at Makers Church in San Diego. He has just finished an artist in residency at Jacob Center for Neighborhood, Neighborhood Innovation, where he was commissioned to write and direct two full-length plays. He wrote and performed at all poetic segments to Melissa Ado's Dance Theater Showcase, Hip Hop Cab Hooray, 
which I haven't seen, but now I want to, and which won an award for outstanding production on the 2015 Fringe Fest, has been commissioned to create plays for the Old Globe and CSU San Marcos, wrote and performed poetry pieces for United Way of San Diego, San Diego Fashion Week, and performed the closing number for TEDx San Diego in 2013 and 2016, hosted in 2017, and was named musical director and featured performer in 2020, which I'm really excited to learn more about some of his upcoming work, which we'll hear. In addition, Gill hosts events throughout the country and also conducts poetry workshops in schools across California and has facilitated poetry workshops within San Diego County's Juvenile Detention Center for over two years, as well as currently conducting Shakespearean performance and reflection workshops at Sentinella State Prison. He finds the creativity and honest expressed, honesty expressed by these elementary through high school students to be an incredible, rewarding experience and reminder of the importance of speaking one's own truth. And Gil is a paradigm shifter. He is one who feels that his audience, when he is speaking to them individually, making a performance to hundreds seems more like an intimate dialogue between close friends. Charismatic and with the ability to adapt to any event, Gil quickly garners people's attention and doesn't let go until he says, thank you. I'm so excited (laughs) to hand the mic off to you now and just have you mesmerize us. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Sorry you got to read all that. Um, It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, welcome, Gil. It's good to get a scope of what you do, but we're just going to ask you to do poetry the rest of the time, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's our pleasure to hear all that, to hear about the accomplishments that you have, to to know that you're a veteran with an artistic mindset, background, and mentality. I can't wait to hear more about you. Well, Gil, maybe because I did such a lengthy intro for you and I I couldn't cut anything, I'm sorry. Could you maybe share with us and our listeners some details about your background, maybe a little more intimate, and how you started in a multifaceted artistry and inspiration into that medium? I think the genesis of of who I am and, and, and what I do is just this profound sense of curiosity and and the the utter need to experience new things. So um, you know, started out writing short stories, you know, in high school and then, you know, me and my friends would be like singing singing songs together uh of the popular groups of the day boys to men and and shy and jodeci <laughs> and all those guys um and started performing it in high school at you know um the uh what is it called pep rallies and and just things like oh, that wow. um and and doing just small theater things within the school like monologues and everything but not nothing too robust uh and I always thought that I was going to be a visual artist, actually. And just oh, wow. the performing part was just kind of a uh, a fun thing that I, I love to do. And it wasn't until I got into the Navy and I had a whole lot of time in water in front of me uh, is that I started writing poetry. And, and I had never been to an open mic before, but I had the idea of, I know that there's some other artists on the ship, 
you know, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Let's let's get together and just share our art and and everything. Oh. And so we started doing that in the in the in no the galley. No way! Yeah, I yeah. have goosebumps all over my arms. That's amazing. <laughs> your curiosity. See, we're not re we're not getting any of this in your bio. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, uh, we would just share our art and I would share my poems and, and everything. And it was around that same time where I was doing a lot of deep. Uh, it was for the first time I was reading for myself. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I read a lot in high school and it was mainly fiction. But this time I was reading a lot of nonfiction and, and really philosophy and everything. And, and these are things curated by myself from like perusing books, bookstores, uh, instead of, you know, getting assigned things, you know, the reading I did before was just fiction for fun. Um, and so, so when I got out, I went to my first open mic and um, the, the host was, was very impressed with me and that just kind of gave me confidence. Uh, and I started going more and more and, you know, 20 years later that launched into uh, this where I'm at with you guys. Just happy to be a, a part of this, you know, Art of Respect series. Oh, that's so awesome. And do you mind me sharing, though, how your first um, kind of uh, sharing experience was on the ship? Was that... Oh, do you uh, remember how you it went? to explain how it well, was? Well, I don't know. Was it... You know, How, what was the observation? What did people think? Was it? <laughs> For me, uh, my mom always told me this uh, not too long ago. Uh, I was always the kid. One of the, the things that I've been blessed with is, you know, back in the day when you when you were asked to do things like at your church or at school a lot of kids would get up and get be really nervous and uh i would never i was never really that nervous uh to to present now i still i get nervous to this day i always have this like inner dialogue um anytime i perform between b b before two or two thousand people uh however like i've always had the ability to just do it anyway you know uh, so I was never really that shy about it. Uh, and I've had, like I said, a lot of performances throughout high school. And so I was comfortable with that. How was the ship, though, as far as you guys presenting this kind of medium? Was that something normal or was it a little unique? Did you kind of go outside the box with your curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> it was really unique, but it was it was really heart giving meaning like you you have these guys who don't share their feelings much yeah. sometimes you know and we get together and we're just sharing our poems and sharing our raps and sharing our stories and and it was just like this cool little thing we didn't think get too deep about it or say like okay we're gonna move this to the next level yeah it just was just something that we did and then after i went to my first open mic uh, almost immediately, like a, maybe a year after that, I started my own open mic in my garage. I was Aww. renting out a room and my, my landlord slash roommate let me do it in the garage. And um, I remember <laughs> I hand drew all the flyers and, was, and I was going Aww. to community college and I was putting those up. And uh, the, the first people, maybe we had like 15 people, but everybody was too scared to read. So it was really me reading a bunch of poems uh, and trying to encourage other people to do it. And uh, so from then till now, I'm still running open mics. Are you still friends with some of the people on the ship that you originally started with? Are you stay in touch? Did they are they following you? <laughs> Just through Facebook uh, yeah. and, and a few calls, um, maybe like two or three of them. 
yeah not too many same thing with my high school uh two or three friends and and then yeah but at least it's more now than it used to be just because of the ability to connect more with people so that's nice but i'm sure they're they're proud to say hey i i started doing some work with gil (laughs) when we were on a ship in the middle of water yeah right hopefully hopefully i I can imagine that uh no one's pretty much open to uh expressing themselves uh talking about feelings up until i don't know you get the ball started and then other people want to chime in and they're like okay it's okay for me to talk about feelings to express stuff like was it challenging to start that Mm. you know i was starting to get known in the in in our ship as an artist um I it is funny looking back at it now I I see the start of of everything I'm doing now. So before I knew how to DJ, I would like put these <laughs> songs together and and guys would want me to give them tapes of like these like a mixtape essentially, right? Um so I would do that. I would draw pictures. I was good at drawing portraits. So I would draw pictures of people's significant others and then they would want me to like write a short poem like on the side of it. And they would say it was it was them who wrote it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, So I started writing that. So people started coming to me with these things, with these with these requests. uh, And it just was kind of natural for me to do it. Like I said, I've always dabbled into art all my life. Your curiosity naturally enveloped the ship. Let's put it that way. So I have a feeling that's how it is everywhere you go. (laughs) So, yeah, that was that was pretty much my my and we had a lot of time and yeah. we had a lot of time. And, and you know, it was it, for the majority of my time in the military, it was mostly guys. And so once we get comfortable with each other and we've been together, like when we can have one on one conversations, people usually open up, you know, uh, so it, you, it's a, it's important to kind of provide that safe space, you know then people do want to share. And even now, like I, I, for years I've hosted open mics and um, we, this is a Navy town. So we get a lot of military people coming in and performing or ex-military coming in and performing and no one kind of bats an eye. So. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome that these Navy guys or military guys in general just come out and support. uh, Do they support you as an artist or as a veteran or both? Most people don't know I'm a veteran. Ah, see that that makes it even cooler. Yeah, unless they ask. Um, and and the veteran art scene is is, is kind of robust. Um, I would say uh, nationally. Um, I I don't dig too deep into the one here. I'm just I go where the art is, wherever it is, whether it's veteran or not. But I I remember I was asked to go to Washington State, and there was like a uh, a big conference uh, just about veterans, and I was the keynote speaker, and I was able to and and I was speaking about just what we're talking about, like wow. you know, because beyond head uh, being a veteran and deeper than that is just being human and the need to express yourself, and that's the thing that I found most being a veteran, um, being in the Navy and traveling all the world is that more so than anything people want even if it's just to one person people want to be heard people want their 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 voice their their opinion to be to be heard and felt and understood and a lot of times we only get to do that to our significant other or our close friends but sometimes when you're really brave and 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 vulnerable which is a form of of bravery 
then you're able to step up on a mic and express that to a lot of people. And in fact, this is the little known secret. It's a little bit easier to express how you're feeling in something that you curated on page and express to strangers who you don't have to speak to than to go in front of one person and really talk about how you feel. And you don't have the, the mask of flowery words mm -hmm. or, or the way that you put something together. So, um, but people, they look at that mic and they get intimidated. So they think like, okay, I, I can't do that, but it's actually easier doing it that way. So like, if I have to read a poem, it just, in front of my wife and that's just me and her i'm a little bit more nervous than if it's like a room full of people especially because she holds no punches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean you brought up so many good points i think a pretty common thread and what we heard is people just want their voices to be heard and it also stems into what we call a mental health awareness which is really really pushing itself across all avenues all professions and you're hitting upon all of those in your expression of art. And I love that. So thank you. To piggyback on that sentiment, is, it's been a pretty consistent kind of a theme through this Art of Respect series with everyone we've interviewed. The, this idea of respect uh, is uh, not just sharing stories, but listening to the stories that people want to express and share. Because uh, I think that's a, that's a big part of the uh, of respect within the arts is not just looking at uh, someone's performance or their visual or, or whatever art is uh, listening to what they have to say, like uh, know, know the, the story behind it and the meaning uh, from where it comes from. And so uh, you, uh, you, you still um, have open mics, right? You still do all this stuff. You still, you're still speaking. And um, I've been blessed to be able to still do a lot of my work, uh, even through COVID. And, and, it, and I think that's awesome that you're still doing that. And your current work in community involvement is, pretty robust as uh, is in your bio and is what you've already discussed but can you talk about tell us some of uh, about some of your current projects uh some of my current projects um well i'm doing work still with the jacob center of neighbor for neighborhood innovation um and that's in southeast san diego um and we're doing this series uh they asked me to produce a show like that has involves music and my idea for it was this show that we did last year we're doing it again this year called be about it and what be about it is um i just kind of got tired of people uh especially with all the civil unrest you know talking about what should be done and and instead i i wanted to give people an opportunity to to actually do something about it so what it is is i match up nonprofits doing great work in the community uh with with a re with different types diff different disciplines of artists uh, and that artist becomes then their champion. And so they would do a 10 minute set. Uh, one of the pieces in their set, like let's say if it's a singer songwriter would be a song, uh, written and, and dedicated, uh, about that nonprofit's work, you know, and the goal of it is, and we're doing this all on zoom this year, last year, it was about getting, um, uh, we had all the different nonprofits set up booths around the, the, the event space and people before, during, and after could, uh, find out about the, the nonprofit. Of course they would hear from it, uh, with the, the artists. Uh, and we also brought the representative to representative up to speak a little bit about what they do, but it gave them 
them uh, the opportunity to volunteer their time with these nonprofits. So you're not just talking about it, you're being about it. Mm -hmm. um, this year, because uh, asking someone to volunteer somewhere physically is a big ask during COVID, we're, we're kind of treating it like a, a telethon concert where we're, we're vying for attention. So we're bringing, throughout the whole show, we're bringing people to the nonprofit's social media or wherever they want us to, to go to, to, to raise up their subscribers, raise up their, um, their views and their likes so that whenever they do put out any kind of initiative later on, Giving Tuesday or whatever, um, they have more eyeballs to their cause and it's more aware. So it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be November 14th. Yep. I saw that. And I saw it last year. I didn't get to attend, but I was so excited to hear more about it. And Be About It is amazing. I mean, the concept, the principle, the all the above. So thank you for giving us the date. At the end, we'll give you the ability to share how to find out more about you, the different projects and all that. But is there a website for Be About It or is it... Um, we're still we're still putting it up, but uh, just uh, go to gilsoto.com okay. and then uh, I'll keep everything updated uh, okay. as it comes out. But <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, through the old globe, I'm going into um, uh, going back into the juvenile hall system. Uh, for this last two three years, I've been going to Sentinella State Prison, uh, but because of COVID, we have to stop that. Uh, it'll come up. He'll come back again because that's man. I love doing that. Um, but we're doing the same program, reflecting Shakespeare, uh, and we're doing it in um, the juvenile uh, hall system, uh, Mesa, I believe, and that's coming up in in October. Um, I'm also doing a series uh, on Facebook Live and YouTube Live through the Old Globe called the Poets Tree. This is another one of my ideas um, where I wanted to. Sh not just showcase poets, but really talk about the craft of poetry and how they they uh, they approach poems. We also make it interactive. So there's things that we do throughout the show where where our people who are writing in the comments, they get to write lines of poetry. And then at the end of the show, we give them a prompt that they send me a poem every week. And then we read the next week, That's we read them awesome. on the air. Um, so it's really my goal is for uh, it's going uh, 10 weeks and then we take a break and then we do another 10 weeks. But my goal is to really at the end of it, you have 10 new poems that you never wrote. You have 10 new openings that you never wrote. And, and uh, really, it kind of kicks the butt of, of procrastination. You're like the human art inventor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing another last thing I'll talk about is I'm doing another series. I'm doing a series. Um, through Maker's Church, but it's for everybody. It doesn't matter what you believe, called Platform. And this is just an online open mic uh, um, to really express how you're feeling about all that's going on, you know? Uh, and I also teach workshops through there too. Um, and that series is made to make. So I, I bring on different disciplines of art. Like we had uh, ukulele and voice and, and, and um, calligraphy and karate, all these different things. And I bring professionals to uh, the, the church and whoever wants to be involved, just so you can dab, d dip your toe into these different art forms for free. Everything I've been doing, I've been talking about is all free. Um, and and you're, you're able to see if you, if you like these things and, and try it out, you know? I'm admiring and dare say love about learning about you is your ambition, the innovation here, the entrepreneurial spirit, the giving back part, the rebuilding of community. 
this is all really admirable and to know that you're doing this with arts and working with these institutions like Jacob Center. I've worked with them. I've done a lot of diverse things there. I love that they uh, promote diversity and are, and are supporting, quote, urban arts, you know, the, the African-American, the black community and Latino community and even Pacific Islander and Asian communities. I've done a couple of Asian related events there. So I'm very happy about their support for diverse communities and the fact that the old globe is doing something like that too. Promoting diversity is, is, I say, commendable on their part. Not a whole lot of organizations walk that talk that they've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and you know what? The uh, the last thing I'll, I'll say is one of the um, most rewarding thing that I could say about all my work, and there's a couple other projects that I just came to mind, but I don't want to talk, uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, that is really oh, sure. cool. It's really cool. Uh, but, um, through majority of the stuff that people hire me to, to produce and put on, um, I get to display my art, which is always great. But my biggest joy is that I'm able to give opportunity to the other artists, not just opportunity, but pay them. So I'm using other people's money to pay these artists, especially in this time. And that's mm-hmm. the hugest blessing that, that, that is for me that I, I'm able to do for other people. So like, it, it feels good to say like, hey, I got a gig for you, you know, yeah. um, during, especially during this time. Gil, I have a name for you, the Human Curiosity Arts Inventor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, and I think it is important. I've, I've worked in, you know, arts entertainment, same with Dennis Michael, and being able to promote the artists and the talent within our community is really amazing to be able to do that and to connect them. And you're kind of connecting those thoughts, but also involving creative development and it's beautiful i already knew about your work but i think it's when i saw you at jamie's shadowlight one of my very dear friends and also lee and i'm very familiar with the tedx platform i'm like oh it's so good (laughs) you took tedx and you just kind of tweaked it a little bit and i just love that it really was beautiful so i was already trying to okay if i do a tedx can i have lee commit i mean can i have you and lee and jamie and gil and like create something (laughs) with the kids and yeah I don't want to put you on the spot, so we don't have to go too much into it. We were going to talk a little bit about some of your awards. I know that's such a weird thing to talk about, but maybe in light of awards, maybe it helps our listeners. Because obviously our goal is to help our listeners to find more information, learn more, and and foster their creativity, especially in the arts. Um, and, and what do those kind of awards look like? Are you, is that something you like to do? Cause I come from a dance background. I used to do competitive Polynesian dance and I loved it. I mean, the competition aspect was my favorite of anything else. Is there something that kind of allowed you in your awards and, and kind of, is that still a pursuit? Do you kind of look for competitions? What does that look like? Um, no, not really. I don't, I don't look for, um, competition doesn't drive me as much uh i do it i do it because i enjoy performing i do it because i enjoy the 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 being able to connect with the audience and competitions usually have the biggest audiences um uh there there is a part that loves competition like i love playing basketball you know i I, this has been killing me that was the same with dance i I didn't like solo competition uh, but i loved group competition because when we came together it was so powerful it was in a feeling that you could not get from anything else when you had all these people come together to put on this performance it was mind-blowing you know and i think that's the same with like sports you when you're coming together in a competitive way definitely um but for me, 
what really drives me is how can I uh, present something in a new and unique and fresh mm -hmm. way? How can I do things different to where I'm excited to try it out and do it? You know, it goes back to being curious and being new. Like, you know, what can I do that's just uh, in my vernacular? What's dope, man? Like, <laughs> what, what can I do that's really fresh that I've never seen before and do it in, in this new way? I can see you create a competition. That's what I'm picturing right now. But that's me. I don't know. Just something that's a little outside the box, you know? And I could. And I'd be happy to do that um, and, and host it and everything. But that, to be honest, like, that's what really drives me. Um and sometimes I think that that could be my Achilles heel uh, as well, uh, my curiosity, because like I'm into so many different things. Sometimes it's better to like streamline and focus on the one thing and, and just really go hard. I guess in, in essence, my one thing is art, but that's so broad. Yeah. Um, uh, and competition forces you to, to, to kind of do that. Now I wouldn't take away anything that came from competition because I think that it sharpens your, your sword. I, I think yeah. it makes you, you really, um, just effective and powerful. So I always recommend people who are just starting out if they can get into competitions because it just forces you to, to do that. But then you get to a certain level, uh, you just kind of feel like I, I always have to, ch I challenge myself and there's always things that I want to get better at anyway. So I'm my own competition yeah. all the time. You know, when you say uh, the lack of focus might be your Achilles heel, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man, because, um, you know, it's people, you got people like uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett who say focus is like the single most important thing for them. But then you have like one of the greatest minds of all time was Leonardo da Vinci. And he had this unending curiosity. He was so curious about everything that he's like the most remembered genius of all time. So uh, I don't know. I'm somewhere in between. And then and I, I love what you're saying about um, that might be your Achilles heels because uh, you're taking risks, right? You're you're creating or you have these ideas that you don't know will work. Like I've been in the same boat. I've created events that I thought were going to be home runs and then nobody showed up and it was a flop, but I took a risk because I thought it'd be cool. And I thought I'd be able to showcase and share different people's art. And so I can totally appreciate that about you. You just got to yeah, have a I short did. memory with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You just got to keep moving on. If something doesn't work right, then you just jump to the next thing. You can't let like a, uh, a failure or not even a failure, but a, a risk that didn't pan out the way you thought stop you. So I love the creative process and how you always have all these projects coming up. And I mean, that must build a lot of, uh, I mean, you, you've definitely probably built a name for yourself and, 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 and earned a lot of people's respect in the community, especially if Jacob Center and Old Globe and all these other entities want you, TEDx has you speaking. It's got to be a certain element of a uh, certain amount of respect that you've earned and deserved. So in this, uh, in this art of respect series, you know, sh share with us your opinion of respect in today's society. And, and also specifically in the context of your work. I, I, I want to break that up into two, two parts. So respect in society as it, as it deals with art, I think the invention of, of these interwebs have really, I, I wouldn't say changed, but it sh has showcased uh, a lot of people's lack of respect because it's easy to be uh, behind a keyboard and look at art and say like, 
I like, you know, you know, talk about someone like they're not going to read it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I hear all the time from like celebrities and, and even my friends, like, uh, one as artists, we can have thousands of people cheering us on. But if we get that one comment, that, that comment is going to, going to bug us. It's easy to hide behind the screen and, and really type something that you wouldn't say to someone face to face. So in that aspect, um, the respect is, is, uh, it's, it's not as, as profound as it was in my opinion, as it was before, you know, because now you're just talking mess to people that you don't know from afar. Right. So take that. Um, the other side is as it pertains to my art, I feel like you gain respect if you more importantly than anything, do what you say that you're going to do and, and, exceed expectations and do it well you know and i think that's more than anything is what has gotten me farther than anything you know um because it because if if i didn't have this respect and people didn't value what i did uh, in the terms of respect i would just be a performer and i wouldn't they wouldn't give me money to produce these shows you know that means that they and a lot of times and this is not to toot my own horn or anything majority of time when these organizations the old globe the opera the 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 san diego symphony the jacob center uh makers church they come to me and they say hey we want you to produce a show they have no idea what they want, meaning like they don't have any, they just have like, okay, we want it to have like music and different cultures and everything, but I have to curate the idea. Um, that means that they respect what I do and they, they know that uh, I will be a good steward with their, their money and their time and their resources and their energy. Uh, and it's because I'm a real stickler on, on doing what I say I'm going to do. If I have a show that is someone sells, uh, books me for a show, like this interview, I'm not getting anything for this interview, but uh, they, someone says, hey, we want to pay you $2,000 to perform at this thing. I wouldn't just ditch you guys and then go do this show. I'd have a conversation with you and say like, Hey, is there any way that we can move it to another date or anything like that? And if the answer is really no, I've already committed to you. So I'm going to have to just know that hopefully there's more opportunities with this other organization. I wouldn't just ditch you like those kind of integral things are very important to me. And when people know that about you and see that about you, then they, they respect your time. They respect who you are and they uh they don't bs with you you know and that person who asked you to come on and pay you respects you more it's a full circle and and yeah integrity is everything from an artistic curator position it's fun because i feel like you probably exceed expectations just because of the work kind of work you do is so awesome and you're always trying to be in a curiosity factor so you're trying to push the envelope a little bit for yourself so that allows you to say okay yeah i'll do this but let's see what we can do like cooler and do you mind if we put you on the spot and you share a poem or two <laughs> you knew i was gonna ask you that and then we'll we'll close up you know how we can find out more how to support you all that fun stuff but do you mind 
Yeah, no problem. Okay. Yay. I'm going to do this poem called Skin Deep. Okay. There's a road we're all traveling, partially paved, mostly dangerous. The trees block out the sun, but it still dares to break through from time to time if you take the time to notice it. And yes, we are all headed in the same direction. The earth does not spin in reverse. We might act like strangers. However, when we allow others to fall, we all take two steps back. So this journey has taken us a while, much too long if you ask me. And we are still not there yet. The strong repeatedly gets pushed down by the weak and must quickly learn grace through extreme adversity. I mean, we all know the constitution of a bully, unloved and hurting, but the ability to only see a person in 2D, merely skin deep, reconciling the world only by its differences, not realizing that God has tied our fates together by our souls. This forever journey, this long walk to freedom. Tell me, whose map do we follow? We were all raised to believe in different doctrines, religions, topographies, what I call a mountain, you call a hill, she calls a cliff. We argue so much about the name, the darkness invades, and now it has become too late to reach it. Another day wasted, another chalk outline created. This is not the type of art we wanted get off the internet we get it you have an opinion you don't have to try to save america one post at a time just just help me through this forest you get the food i'll collect the water we'll both enjoy the sunset and watch the children dance and spin into their limitless possibilities and we'll all be just fine quit trying to demand respect instead Dedicate yourself to small acts of kindness, micro progression. Pouring one cup of water on one day on barren land really means nothing, but you have a city dedicated to doing it daily. We will have a lake, perhaps an ocean, and just like water, bodies of kindness affect the climate. It changes the conversation. So instead of digitally force feeding people your perceived virtues, you are asking, how can I make you feel valued a hip-hop philosopher once mused the deepest part of being black is being african the deepest part of being african is being human the deepest part of being human is being god and the deepest part of being god is being love there's a road we are all traveling I can hear my own footsteps echo, keep loving. Sometimes I feel so alone against this pilgrimage of people, but keep loving. But I know that we are connected and we must meet on a level deeper than skin, keep loving. This path is hard on all of us, but we cannot let the pain swallow us, keep loving. Hold my hand, watch your step, keep loving, keep loving, keep loving, keep loving. We are almost there. Wow. I feel I was just going to clap too. Okay. <laughs> that was I was crying. That was beautiful. I feel like if we could just take all of our our integral of output of information and just turn it into guild poems, we're going to be all okay. <laughs> that was beautiful. And we need more positive messages. We just need more positive messages out there. It kind of struck me as soon as you said it cuz we all hear about microaggressions, but I loved micro progressions yeah is that something you just created is that something you uh, i created it um it was it was first created uh commissioned for this um this dance troupe so we oh. we combined it with dance um a good friend of mine commissioned me to write it and and then i added more to it but um 
yeah, it was it was beautiful uh, what they wow. had put together called Skin Deep, and and I just felt it was uh, appropriate for for now. Like you know, every every chance I get, I I want to inspire people. I think like that's my my one of my greatest gifts besides just knowing great people. Like that's my other superpower is knowing great people and putting them together. But um, in, inspiring people through through my work and what I do. If you go on my website, the first thing that you see is um, Gil inspired me. Uh, so so there's a if you want to there's a like a a form that says Gil inspire has inspired me and you click yes. Or you can click yes, and I will make a goal to inspire another. So Aww. like that's the first question that you're asked when you go to my website because I, I want my in, in, me inspiring you to hopefully make you want to inspire somebody else through either your words or whatever gifts that God has given you. Well, mission accomplished, Gail, because uh, I'm inspired. I'm inspired to see one of your shows. I can't wait to go to one live. I'm inspired to be uh, to be a part of one of your shows, uh, not as a performer, but like help you produce or promote or market or just bring some people and enjoy what you guys do help me help me spread the word about be about it i am excited to support you to help spread the word of anything dennis michael and i both so can you let us know i think you said your website is the best place to go how to support you What's what the best you- way is is my website gilsotu.com g-i-l-l-s-o-t-u.com exactly Anything else we can do to support you? Follow, go oh, to your website, Venmo follow your is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, uh, really, really just, um, you know, it would be great. Actually, I just put out a video with um, uh, Lee Coulter. I love it so much. I was even thinking of having you and Lee on at the same time because I loved it that much. I loved it. Appreciate it. Um, so, uh we so if you go on YouTube and you type in Gil Sotu and TEDx, uh, you'll you'll see it, um, and it's called uh, "Don't Look Away." <laughs> the TEDx people named it this long title, which it isn't the title. I don't know why they did that, but uh, the content is still there, and it's one of my favorite new pieces. Uh, so check that out um, and just give a comment there. That would be great. It's those little things that we forget to ask. I always, Dennis, Michael, and I forget to tell people, subscribe, just subscribe. We're on all major platforms. You forget. Those are just little acts, but it does help the artists at hand. So <laughs> um, I consider you way more of an artist than Dennis, Michael, and I, because we are a newer podcast. But again, we're our mission is to spread it out. And we try to globally reach, which is really important for us. And I feel that your work and your inspiration can cross so many oceans and so many boundaries. Yeah, me, not an artist at all. Well, in, in, in a non-traditional sense, like my events are my art, but I'm not like, I'm, I'm not an artist, but I'm an appreciator and a supporter of art. So I just uh, I just subscribed to your to your website and uh, I got a message. Gil Sotu inspired me, exclamation point. That he did. So gilsotu.com. Gil, thank you so much for sharing and just, doing what you do and it's such an honor to have you on dennis michael and i are excited to support you and all the work that you're doing going forward anything we can do make sure you let us know if anybody follows up with us of course we'll direct them your way but we're excited to be a part of the gill soap two family ah you are part of my family thank you so much and and i feel the the same way well thanks for being on and it's so awesome to learn about you oh thank you gill ah yeah thank you we felt so inspired by Gil Sotu's poem, and I'm sure you did too. 
Uh, we're honored to have it be the perfect closing to this series until we follow up with blogs of our episode guest and a special TEDx surprise coming soon. Next week, we welcome for our last episode guest of Art of Respect, Andy Steinman, the founder of NextGen, the sponsor of the series. NextGen provides safety automotive review mirrors and in the wake of the pandemic, began producing EasyFlow mask and HEPA filter mask for first responders. Please subscribe to Pile Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pile Aloha Now, Building Sustainability. Tag and share with us your community programs, successes, and concerns so we can help spread the word. We'd also love to hear about your sustainability stories. Or to be a guest on this podcast in our Art of Respect series, please visit cityindesign.com. For Pili Aloha Now, Building Sustainability, Art of Respect series, this is Pili Aloha. And this is Dennis Michael. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.